Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line right now, though, is our guy Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet. Ken, thank you for joining the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm glad uh, glad Ryan was able to make it back. Sounds like it was kind of quite an ordeal, like right, like a photo finish there with uh, I, I don't know what kind of labyrinth you guys are working with there, but it's oh, pretty crazy. Oh, but he'll, Ken, you got to come over. We literally <laughs> yeah. have to walk upstairs. I'll be right there. Right. Through a hallway. <laughs> the hallway smells like trash, and I don't no, mean trash, that. No, trash, that's disrespectful to trash. That is disrespectful. It smells like toxic wow. waste it definitely in that hallway. It, like can't toxic waste. it can't be healthy. It can't be healthy. Maybe we stop talking about it before we get It's like Skynet, Ken. Have you ever seen uh, T2, Terminator 2, yeah, Judgment Day? Yeah, we worked it's in really Skynet. Like Skynet. Yeah, there's, there's like 52 wow. doors. You need like codes to get through them. All Some, the hallways look the same. Sometimes yeah. one of them just won't work. Like That's what happened to me today. There's I had to call fan. Cam. There's yeah. a big fan that blows the, the, fumes the stench of the fumes in the, in the trash. We work in hell, Ken. It's bad. We, we got hey, hold on. We got it, rid of the fruit is it a flies. Big ass fan? Just yeah, big huge ass fan? industrial size <laughs> yeah. fan. I'm talking about like yeah. big, like a Luca Garza size fan. <laughs> and we used to have fruit flies, so we don't have that anymore. Just to get to the bathroom, that well, labyrinth well, that was the is cold. every day. The cold is what got the fruit mm. flies. They'll be back. It's getting like it 50, will. 55 outside. Um, it's a speaking month away. of big fans, Ken, we're huge fans of yours. What oh, are you on tonight? Come on, I'm, I'm back. What are you on tonight in college basketball? I know we got some games that tipped off, some marquees at seven o'clock. But anything later on? in the evening for uh, us to tail or even our listeners? Well, first of all, your, uh, your transition game back on point with the, uh, and you know, you're great, Ken. You're the best. So let's talk about college basketball. That was, uh, that was exceptional. Thank you, Ken. Uh, pretty, well, you know, appreciate it. Pretty light card tonight, but of the stuff that hasn't started, uh, I don't know how you feel like I feel about Villanova UConn tonight. It's like actually a really, really interesting game. Mm-hmm. Both these teams profile as like with the tournament started today, they would actually both, like check every box of a, a typical Final Four team. Uh, Villanova actually checks a bunch of boxes as a national champion historically, like just their their metric profile. And UConn's actually really close as well. So it's like a kind of a sneaky, extremely high level game tonight. Villanova thumped them in the first meeting, and that was notable because Villanova's well co best player, depending on how you feel about point guard Connor Gillespie. Justin Moore didn't play in the first meeting, so Villanova didn't have one of their best players. Still worked UConn anyway, won by double digits at their place. Revenge game, kind of the narrative that's being spun. Connecticut a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I really like the under in this game, Um, not just familiarity between the teams, but closing total in the first meeting was 128-and-a-half. Now, Moore didn't play, obviously, and that's going to be part of it, like Villanova missing a high-usage guy. They're going to score less. But the total tonight is 137, and it just seems like a little crazy to me. Like, it should be higher if Moore's going to play. But uh, but I still do like the under in the game. I just feel like an over-adjustment to – that, you know, Moore's back and that the first game flew over the total. just feels like kind of an overreaction to, to what happened in the first game. So I like the under a little bit. And Colin Gillespie, it looks like he is questionable game time decision. Has that factored in at all? Because he has an ankle sprain, which he's kind of had like a little bit all season. Does that factor into you just not taking the side? Yeah, and I think if uh, for people who have followed the markets, UConn's taken a little bit of money today. So, like, they were one at open. It was two, two and a half a little bit earlier. It's come back down. Could be, like, I haven't seen, just obviously we've been doing the show and then I put my kids to bed. So, I haven't seen an update on his status for, like, in the last 20 minutes. Line coming back down would tell me maybe, maybe there's information out there that, like, I, they would have gone through warm-ups by now. The game starts in a half hour. So, maybe there's, like, a little bit more info that he's good. But the, the line moving in the market is because of that injury. 
I think he's going to play, but you're right. Definitely, like, obviously affects the handicap sidewise. As somebody who likes the under anyway, my thought was more like get in early, and then if he's out and obviously the total crashes anyway, then, like, good good for me too. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to play, but they're saying, like, you know, they're saying he's going to be, like, 80% at best, which we'll see. You it's know? literally been like that yeah. all year anyway? long. Like what, like, what am I at 80%? Right. Like, what does that even mean? Right, like, like and, I, I, and it's yeah. still Colin Gillespie, man. Like, so at 80%, he could still, like, knock down seven threes and just ruin my UConn bet. Uh, I love the lockatology. Hey, out of your uh, number one seeds, man, I know Auburn got beat this weekend, but I think that was kind of fluky. I really like them. I uh, like the Zags. I don't know. I'm afraid for uh, for Auburn. For Auburn? Their, back, like... their backcourt is so trash. And then you got Zona, and uh, you also have uh, Kansas. You know, which one of those one seeds, Ken, do you think would be in danger of getting knocked out, like, opening weekend? I know this year, like, there's so much parity, like, anything could happen, but which of those uh, one seeds scare you the most? Oh, man. So that group, so that's, yeah. uh, I'm guessing that's from the bracket that we did on Friday. Yeah, I was like, looking... everything's still kind of in motion. Yeah. Like, you can I don't... still be a one. Right. Like some, you know, teams can still be a one. Uh, well, not Gonzaga would be the safest answer, right? <laughs> like, I feel pretty good. <laughs> feel pretty good that they're the best team by a mile. Uh, I think there are some second round matchups that Auburn could draw that would be pretty tough for them. Just like Auburn just strikes me as like a good, not great team. And some of their performances and games against lesser teams kind of bear that out. Mm-hmm. You play like a lot of close games. You're again like last year. Your metrics were pretty terrible. That kind of tells me you're probably like being overrated a little bit in the market. Even obviously you have new players. Jabari Smith comes in like he didn't play for them last year. But yeah. um, Auburn probably the most likely one. I'll tell you like a team I'm starting to like a lot. Just and not not just because of how they're playing, but it's it's eye test plus numbers plus just kind of like I don't know conceptualizing just how I think the tournament's gonna go. I'm starting to kind of like Kansas a lot, which was really yes. unexpected. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been really interesting. I know Abaji obviously had that kind of two to three game stretch. He's in COVID protocol. Like, you know, they take a couple tough losses this season. So it's, I feel like there hasn't been a stretch of games where I've been really on them from a betting standpoint, but they're really starting to kind of shape up the way that this, uh, the way that kind of, you know, Auburn falters a little bit. Maybe we get, you know, a couple losses by some of these other one seeds. I think a lot of people are falling out of love with Purdue. I think they're, I mean, they're kind of, I feel like their reputation is in free fall a little bit. So as all that's happened, Kansas has kind of sneakily emerged as a team. They would obviously check every box metric-wise, national champion. They'll be a one seed. Makes a ton of sense. So they, I would say of the ones that we kind of went over on the show or the ones that are in the pool, I mean, obviously Purdue has the most glaring red flag in the world, which is their defensive efficiency, and just you can't get around it. Like teams just don't make it far with their bad defense. Auburn, I think I have a couple questions about. They're just not going to be rated really highly from a point spread standpoint against like teams they play in the second round or third round. They'll be really small favorites against a bunch of those teams because a lot of us just don't think they're that good. Yeah. So they're a tough team too. And then Kansas would be one on kind of the opposite side that I think could actually, you know, I can see myself, depending on how the region shake out, I could definitely see myself with like a Kansas Final Four ticket or a, a title ticket even. I'm curious about your take on this Jawan Howardless Michigan team. He's suspended for the rest of the regular season, the last five games. How does that affect how you think about handicapping their games for the rest of the season? Well, I won't speak for the other people that have bet their game tomorrow already. All of us are lining up to bet Michigan in this game. And the reason I know that is I bet five and a half. It's now six, and it's juiced six in a couple places. And it's only been up for about an hour. <laughs> so, like, we're all on Michigan, I guess is the right way to answer this question. Um, so far, the early action, at least. So they're home against Rutgers in the first game without Howard. Suspended players, obviously, too. Um, I, I think this this number, this opener, struck me as an overreaction. Michigan has one of the absolute strongest home court advantages in college basketball. When you look at win percentage, and then it kind of like from a point standpoint, what it's worth, like a four-point home court advantage in conference play, Big Ten teams are 
ruthless in that way. A lot of them have huge home court advantages. Think about like Purdue and Ohio State, Michigan State, East Lansing, obviously, and then Michigan. So the idea that they would open five and a half at home against a Rutgers team that has pretty strong home road splits, like much better at home than they are on the road, like the implication that those two teams were even close to each other, even by a couple points, was like a little crazy. So I think you know, what's my reaction to the suspension? Uh, I think it immediately created opportunity to bet on Michigan here down the stretch, and that was reflected in the opener for the first game. I still think six would be worth a bet, which is still available right now. Um, full strength Michigan, like all systems go, my number in this game would be like eight and a half, nine, to give you an idea. Um, for Wisconsin, I don't think there's like a, a long-term kind of like takeaway necessarily. Obviously, they were involved too. I think it's more like Michigan becomes a play on for me if the numbers are going to look like this. And then, obviously, if they make the tournament, uh, it'll be matchup dependent. You know, if they're in the first four or they're in a first-round game, it's just going to be about who's they're playing and what's the number in the market. We're joined now by Ken Barkley, co-host of You Better You Bet, Monday through Fridays here on the Bank School Network from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Lockie Lockerson, a.k.a. Rogers Beckerson? Um, Lockie, before we get you out of here, is there any... like a Ron Burgundy. Wait, like are, you Ron Ron Burgundy? Burgundy? are you Ron Burgundy? Are you right. on that uh, the... Kama Sutra cleanse, like make yourself throw up for the next <laughs> three days? I think that's a different days? kind of cleanse. I think that's a different <laughs> kind of cleanse. Yeah, it's a... Oh, no, not really on that one. <laughs> not right now. What did, he, what did he call that? What was it called? It was called this. It's karma. Called freaked like, out. Uh, it's, it's, karma, it's karma something. I forget what the karma, second word is. Karma something. ridiculous. It's literally yeah. where you make yourself, uh, it's basically bulimia yeah, for the next eat, 12 you days. Eat, you eat butter, butter and then like stuff comes out of everywhere would be the nice way to put it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just completely oh, disgusting. Okay, this is gross. Yeah. Uh, Ken, uh, co- and he didn't put it in his Twitter. These are Rogers backers. And so Rogers I was like, backers? maybe he's, yeah, you know, that's who knows? That's true. He's back from his cleanse. You know, that's what I do. I'm a reporter. Yeah. Uh, Ken, is there anything that any team in college basketball needs to do, whether they're they're uh, underwhelming or, you know, maybe properly priced in the market? Is there anything that you need from a team specifically to to gauge how you're going to back them or bet them um, in ahead of the tournament or in the tournament? For me, it's like Marquette. I was really high on Marquette. They had a run and then they started losing some games here as of late. So I've kind of slowed down a little bit on my Marquette hype, even though I still do love what Shock is doing. But any team that you're still like kind of feeling out or testing the waters as to who they really are before March Madness really gets into full swing. Yeah, I'll give you a couple. So uh, Illinois is a team that I have been extremely high on for the last month. I own a significant futures position in them, and they have played well at times. There's no question about that. Um, I would like a little more consistency. I'd like a win over an elite team here down the stretch and maybe in the Big Ten tournament. So just to get them maybe up above the seed line where they're at right now, they project as kind of like a 4-5. I would love for them to be like a 2-3. Basically, I want them to switch places with Wisconsin. would be like exceptional, um, just in terms of like win probability and who they draw in that situation so definitely would love Illinois just play a little bit better they're like statistically they're fine but just need a couple more kind of key wins get them on that seed line a little bit higher uh, and then a team that I have another futures position in that's going less well uh, I would love for Alabama to defend anyone that would actually be pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome uh, so they're like you can get them like 60 70 I have a worse number on them their defensive efficiency is if the tournament started today and you include like the bad teams like the teams that win their small conferences that aren't particularly good, Alabama has a worse raw defensive efficiency than all of them. Like every single one of them. They have a worse defensive efficiency than UNC Wilmington, than, you know, Toledo, yeah. Montana, New Orleans, like all these teams. Uh, Nate Oates is basically their coach, has basically threatened to bench anybody who doesn't defend. I was just about to say that. Every entire game. <laughs> so, so, like, hey, that'd be nice. Uh, they uh, played Vanderbilt at nine o'clock for anybody who would like to see if that actually happens. Yep. Uh, four and a half point favorite. So, Alabama, I'd like them to just 
defend a little more so that I can, you know, maybe sweat my future just a little bit more. Nate Oates literally said, players that don't contribute consistently defensively won't see the floor moving forward. I guess right. all the starters are going to be uh, not playing tonight. So we'll see what happens. They do play Vanderbilt. Ken Barkley, you're always the man. Thank you so much for joining the show. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Our guy, Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet. You can check him out on the BetQL network. Of course, Monday through Fridays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time.